All right, everyone. Welcome back to Tampa Bay Cop Talk. I'm Darius. I'm Jordan. <laughs> we never <laughs> quite figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out one of, these, one of these days. Who are you? Um, I said I'm Andrew. Oh, okay. didn't. All right, I'm <laughs> I, I swear to God, I did. <laughs> we want to do take two. No, we're no, going. Just no, no, leaving it in, guys. Yeah, <laughs> no. That's how it goes. Liverpool just uh, took the first three points in Champions League play, taking out Ajax by the final score of one nil. Own goal to get the win for Liverpool in Holland. And uh, well, guys, it wasn't a great game of football, but there were some there were some things to look at. There were some things to take away from the game. Fabinho being a monster, Genie Wijnaldum back in his homeland, and yes, uh, the missing of Virgil van Dijk, but guys stepped up and some guys did not. David, what was your big takeaway from tonight's game? Fabinho gets a 99 out of a 100 on the uh, performance scale, for sure. I'm not, if you were nervous, just remember that like van Dijk isn't the only stud we have around. Because Fabinho was incredible in this match. Him and Gomez together were good, or like were great. Gomez had a very good game too, I thought, other than you know the early thing with Adrian. <laughs> but um, now Fabinho was just he was a Rolls Royce all night. He was incredible. It was exactly what we needed to ease a lot of fears. Uh, I think we can, someone said that he's um, he's a better center back than Harry Maguire now. <laughs> i was like that's you're not wrong you're not wrong so yeah i just feel i just felt very reassured by his performance and then i thought Rabo was everywhere he was he was killer outside of that i just didn't think there was a whole lot to talk about it was a super sloppy game the front three get pulled on a half hour we shack minamino and uh, Jota all come in. Jota was lively, but for the most part, I mean, it, it was just a slug fest at that point. It was just, it was one of the sloppiest games you'll see all year, probably from us. But you've got to be able to win ugly. And that's what this was. So, I mean, it's a performance of a champion in my, in my mind. Well, Jordan, they, they won ugly, but uh, are you happy with the three points or? Did they leave a little bit out there for you? Did you did you want them to get a little bit more going? Um, I mean, on the back of everything that has happened in the last uh, two and a half weeks of Liverpool Football Club, uh, getting the three points is all you could have asked for. It would have been nice if it was like three, four nil and Mo and Mane and Bobby were all clicking. But um, <clears throat> it was kind of batting down the hatches, get through it and get the three points and get out of there time. And we did that job. And that's important for building forward. Um, like, like David said, I mean, Fabinho was superb. Um, you know, he came in against Bayern Munich in the first leg with Joel Matip and did a nil nil. Um, and then he played center back a couple weeks ago and looked quite good as well. Um, was that against Chelsea or was it against Arsenal? Was it Chelsea? Chelsea. For, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so obviously quite clearly, uh, not only is he a very, very a world-class number six defensive midfielder, he's a very accomplished center back somehow, even though he's never really played there before. Um, and it does ease some fears in regards to the loss of Virgil van Dyke. And it was good to see that even with Adrian doing his best to do Adrian things at certain points in time. Um, and yeah, Rabo was everywhere, and it's just good to slug it out sometimes and come out the other side with three points because the grand scheme looking forward, 
You've now won one of your away games in the Champions League. If you win all your home games now, you're probably most definitely qualified. Um, so it's a step in the right direction. It's a good platform to build off of in, in the Champions League run and where we are at in the season right now. Now, one person who I'm kind of surprised is not anxious or worried about that game. Andrew, you're, you're, you're all good with that performance, huh? Dude, dude, I know it's weird. It doesn't make sense. It's like we're in the upside down. I'm fine, dude. Like, <laughs> listen, I was half watching the first half due to work. But um, for me, a couple things. Number one, El Flaco, Fabinho, he's everywhere. He's immense. Um, I'm fine with that. He stays healthy. We'll be all right as long as the other two stay healthy as well. That being said, and also shout out to Jeannie um, Wijnaldum um, for for the sense that we were talking off air, like the dude in the last few minutes somehow found like a Tesla battery of fuel and was able to keep crank, cranking and going and, and so on and so forth. So, and then he showed us a bit of, you know, Netherlands national team genie towards the end there. I thought he was going to get that goal. Unfortunately, it didn't happen, but you know, credit to him and his effort, that mentality, so to speak to, to, you know, that to, to do that. And then of course, from a performance standpoint, I was thinking in my head, I was like, if you told me this was a preseason game, I would have been like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Like, it was that kind of game. But that's fine because at the end of the day, it was a European away game and the the absolute kind of dark art, so to speak, that Milner employed in the last few minutes, I just loved it. I loved that how he, of course, he had cramps, you know, it is what it is. But then he's like, I'm just going to take this ball to the corner. I'm going to fall down. I'm going to I'm gonna take some time blah, blah, blah. It was just, I mean, but more, you know, so to piggy off back off that is like, I, it was interesting to see in the first half that we were playing deeper a little bit than normal on uh, what we normally play. So I was curious as to whether that was by design in terms of like, okay, we're missing Van Dyke. If this is like a mental thing or if this was like um, you or, or as I said, it was by design by Klopp saying, let's play a little bit deeper. And at the end of the day, we, you know, we played counter-attacking football in the first half, so that's fine with me. I mean, it was like an old-school, like, European performance, uh, away performance, so I'm, I'm cool with that. And then at the end of the day, we got the hump off our back or monkey off our back, whatever that phrase is, you know, three games on the spin without a win. We got the three points. It is what it is. And then in terms of what Jordan was saying, if you can win your home games, we qualify – but also from a fitness standpoint, we have Ajax on December 1st and December 9th, we have the Denmark team. I'm not going to pronounce that. So for me, if we can get close to qualification around that particular time period, we can maybe rest some players. Maybe Curtis Jones plays a full match. You know what I mean? So because, you know, December is going to be, you know, crazy in the Premier League. And obviously that's the focus. So if we can lock up a qualification as soon as possible, then, you know, by all means. So for me, I, I got nothing but positive things to say. I know it doesn't make any sense. Um, the only negative I would say is Bobby still lacks a bit of something, maybe a bit of hot sauce. I don't know. He needs something. And maybe we'll see Minamino, uh, maybe not this weekend, but maybe the game after, maybe a month. Maybe it's too soon to pull him out of the team. I don't know. But the point being is that that's the only concern I would have is that Bobby's showing still – you know, I don't know. Maybe he needs to see a therapist. Not, like not looking as clinical. Not looking like he's trying to score a ton. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, but other than that, I got nothing but, nothing but positive things to say. It makes no damn sense. Makes no That's sense. That's a big result. You know, you want to get yeah. four points off of Ajax, four points off of Atalanta, and six off of 
the Danish side. Yeah. And that gets you through guaranteed. So we're already off to a killer start considering that yeah. you'd normally take a win at home and a draw away. Yeah. And then to, also, sorry, go ahead. Andy. Sorry. And then what, one thing is <laughs> who saw the fact that, okay, we have five subs and I'm like, great. We'll rest some people. Great. Somehow. But who saw that Jurgen Klopp was like, yeah, I'm just going to take a front three off at the same time. The whole who front saw three. that he had the testicular fortitude to do that. And I was just like, Usually you pay double for that cotton, and I and I, I love to see that. So that was that was really cool to see from Jurgen Klopp. I never thought I would see that in a non preseason game. So that was interesting. No, yeah, it I mean, bold move. it was it was telling because it was planned, like right yeah. at sixty, and it was it was going to happen whether we were winning by five, drawing, or we were down by one. And he decided that before the game, which I thought was more interesting because Klopp is more of a every single game as it yeah. comes, every single minute as it comes sort of manager. And for him to have a pre-planned triple substitution, I guess on one hand, you know, speaks to a bit of flexibility. Maybe his priorities being elsewhere. Maybe we are fully focused on the league as the first priority still. Uh, but it also maybe speaks to the confidence that he has in the second group where it's like, I don't care where we're at in this game. I know I can put these three in and we can still be be able to accomplish the type of things we want to. Well, I mean, it, it, I think it is telling, though, that when that front three or the second front three came on, you didn't see much of a, a miss with Diego Jota in for Sadio on that left-hand side. Him and Rabo, I mean, they look like they've been played together for years, the way that they were combining. It looked like like what you would expect to see with Rabo and, and Jota going back and forth. So, I mean, that certainly has to make you feel a little bit better. Yeah, yeah Jota missed their 40 goals, baby. That's it. Mr. 40 goals. You got to watch this space. It's going to happen. I think it was an Sorry, important dude. moment for Shaq, too, you know? So Yeah, because Shaq, he's, he's alive. He exists. Yeah, he exists. He's still playing for us, and he's, he still has a role, so... That was good to see. We just got, we just talked about that on the last episode about whether or not we'd see him. So, yeah. And what's interesting is we saw him over the likes of like Divock or Yeah. You know what I I mean? Be honest. Like, uh, like, you know, a lot has been said about Shaq not being able to play the Jurgen Klopp system and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and, you know, Divock Origi isn't necessarily much better on the wing, but it's just interesting that he decided to go to Shaq over Divock Origi. I mean, it's not as simple as he's left-footed. It might be. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, it also might be as simple as the fact that Shaq hasn't had any really game time forever and he just needs to get it going. Yeah. Uh, and has loads of Champions League experience with Inter Milan, Bayern Munich, FC Basel. His whole his whole life, except at Stoke City, has been played in the Champions League. So maybe he has to do something with that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's grand plans for Divock Origi against Sheffield United. Who knows? I mean, um, maybe because Divock does this thing where he just takes two touches and sticks it in the back of the net sometimes. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's know. true. Sometimes you yeah. just need that guy. But. I think it's interesting. You're, you're right, guys, in terms of like, for example, Shaq playing the 30 minutes, Minamino and so on, is that, again, long term, we're going to have a lot of games sticking fast, you know, not so far from now. So I think, you know, and a lot of these folks, I guess Shaq, you know, him being injured, him getting a false positive with COVID, like, has he had a proper preseason? Like, so maybe this is that like first preseason game for him, so to speak. So for me, again, I think I think Klopp and the boys and the medical staff are thinking long term and you know, in that department. So we'll see. And obviously at the end of the day, we have uh, what we didn't have years ago. We have depth. It's like, Oh, Oh, there's Sheridan Shakiri. Oh, okay, cool. We, we have another great footballer on the pitch. Is he Salah? Is he a world beater? No, but he's more, he would get into a lot of Premier League teams. So I'm happy with that. And hopefully they all keep clicking and firing and all that stuff. So 
again, nothing but positive things to say about this in terms of the, the mental side of it, you know, uh, of getting this three points, you know, maybe this will also give belief to, you know, the likes of, you know, Gomez and so on that like, Oh, I can command this shit. I got this. I got this. I'll be all right. A number of encouraging performances Fabinho being out of position at center back Robertson looking like he's back at hundred percent and he's at, back at his lively self. Henderson coming on in the second half looked uh, very strong as well. Um, I, I kind of want to focus for a minute on Ginny Wijnaldum because He's not going to get too many man of the match type accolades, but I really thought in that second half, he looked strong. Jordan, um, you, you said before the game, you expected this to be a game where Kurt Jones goes and gets his goal, but it kind of looked like that was genie in the second half where he's kind of playing that role. where We expected a little bit out of Curtis Jones. I mean, what'd you take away from, uh, from the performance from genie? Yeah. Once uh, Jordan Henderson came on at halftime, Jeannie was given a little bit more freedom. Obviously when you have, you know, a youngster in there, you got to cover for him a little bit. And, you know, just for on Curtis Jones behalf, it wasn't very impressive. It wasn't great or anything, but you know, I was just hoping he would in the, in the same vein as scousers before him score on his champions league debut, a la Trent Alexander Arnold, but whatever we can all dream. Um, But yeah, Jeannie, Jeannie is uh, very, very good. And he is a world-class Dutch midfielder, which has a lot of connotations to it and evokes a lot of names uh, of really great players that have played down the years. And it's not uh, a disservice to those that lineage of Dutch midfielders to mention Genie in that breath. And it, it's appropriate that going back to his homeland against a rival team in a stadium he used to play in, uh, albeit with dreadlocks and not a shaved head, which I do dearly miss and wish he would bring back. However, I digress. Um, yeah, he was class. He was very class, um, especially in the second half going forward. And there was a lot of situations where, I felt like he was letting those young Dutch players know, like, no, listen, I am your daddy. Listen to me. I am the boss. Look at me. I am the captain now. Because he was he was putting on a masterclass, winning the ball back in certain situations, being the right positions to, to win rebounds at the top of the box and recycle it out to the fullbacks, turning in space, uh, playing passes. He, he, was, he was a colossus, a dynamo. Uh, box to box, everything you want. And it's funny because it does look as though maybe the contract situation isn't going to be sorted out. And I know we're all fawning over Tiago, but I think we have a player in Genie Vinaldum that if he does leave and goes plays on the continent for two or three years, people will be talking about him in the same breath as they do as the Tiagos. And as I mentioned earlier, the long lineage of great Dutch midfielders. But yeah, you're, you're, you're right to bring him up because he was very, very good tonight. And Andrew, your man, I mean, you you said, please, Jeannie, don't go. He's thick as a milkshake. And, I mean, he didn't – it felt like he never that lost that a booty. ball tonight. <laughs> it was fun to watch. That honestly. booty, man. Listen, listen. He's I got that I booty. Remember. He knows how to use it, man. <laughs> that booty, he just like – he just like stiff arms people but with his booty instead. But, yeah, no, <laughs> like his performance – Um, I mean, this is exactly the kind of thing why we don't want him to go. However, there were glimpses of, again, uh, Netherlands national team – genie where he was going for he was bombing for again he almost had that goal in the 89th minute it was a shame should've i yelled at his feet. yeah he should have had that um it is what it is though but again all positive it, i'm just like i'm more like if this was a meal i'm more interested to have the meal of genie and chiago on the pitch together and mm-hmm. see what what happens there um but yeah, man, nothing but positive. Like uh, Jordan already said it, and then I said it earlier in terms of like I wasn't just impressed. Again, the you know his fitness level 
I don't know where he got it from because no one else seemed to have that on the pitch tonight. Um, and, and he, and he did. So again, but we know Jeannie, Jeannie's been, you know, a steward for the club for the past few years and he, and he's shown that. So for anyone to doubt his quality is just kind of like, it's just kind of similar to the Henderson conversation. It's like, if you don't understand where his quality comes from, it's just like, I can't, I can't help you anymore, you know, um, at this point. So again, another example of me not freaking out. I don't know what's going on. You know, his performance tonight reminded me of uh, another uh, performance that he had back in the 18-19 season against Arsenal at home. It was one of those games where – actually, sorry, it was Arsenal away, and mm-hmm. we ended up drawing. It was one of those games where, like, the performance doesn't get the result that it justifies, but it was – he's just everywhere winning the ball back cutting down passing lanes, making all the right defensive plays, doing all the right things in possession. And it's just one of those players that like, it's not, if you watch and you don't know kind of how we play, you might think, well, that guy was just kind of a passenger, but he's really the guy that keeps it going. The guy that he's one of those guys that helps keep the engine running smoothly. And oftentimes keeps us from running at our own goal in panic. So he's just a massive player for us. And, and I, yeah, if we lose Genie, you will feel it. I promise. Yeah. Don't go, Genie. Yeah, man. Just sign on for like two more years. Yeah. Man, I'll, I mean, I'll, we have till December, know. January. If it doesn't get sorted by uh, mid November, though, you can start saying your goodbyes, I would say. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Damn it. Oh, and then, why you got to be right all the time? You were right before, about the ACL injury. <laughs> I don't want you to be right about this, damn it. Shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, he gave us a good five years if he does go and won us everything that we could ever want. So I wouldn't yeah. begrudge him. Brilliant servant um, of the club. And like, again, you know, word. Dutch midfielders don't stick around anywhere. They like to hop around. Think about Clarence Seydorf, Edgar Davids, uh, Marco Van Basten. Um, as far back as you want to go, Frank Rijkaard, you know, like all of them. They like to hop around. They don't like to stick around. They leave their home country and then they go to try to co- conquer all the little other countries around uh, around Europe. Um, it's just what they do. So I would imagine him in Italy. I just, I honestly, mm-hmm. Barcelona five more years there. <laughs> Barcelona needs him. He, they haven't replaced Javi or Iniesta properly uh, in that midfield, and they need someone with his steel. And I can see why Ronald Koeman wants him. Uh, so, and I could see how it would benefit them, unfortunately. But enough about that's down the line i do want to shout out the fact that reese williams got an appearance at center back <laughs> oh yeah he was my man of the match man <laughs> uh so like last year he's playing in the conference league, not even league football uh like really? fifth tier of english football on loan and now he's playing in the champions league group stage uh life comes at you really fast man <laughs> can i just say not to like take it back to fabinho but did you see his heat map yeah no 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 it's He's in midfield as much as he's in Yeah, so, I mean, going forward, we can talk about this going forward, but, like, he, there's going to be a a coming-to-Jesus moment where he has to remember that he is not a midfielder because it's going to get him in trouble eventually if he doesn't. Against different opponents. Well, it's it's not just that. He has to also remember he doesn't have Van Dyke next to him. Yeah. He's good, but please don't leave him on an island in that way. Not even that. He doesn't have anyone behind him. And like in the heat of the moment, he's used to the idea that if I miss this tackle, there's two guys behind me. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I'm trying to remember. He played a game at, at center back where that happened. It was sometime last season. Wolf. I can't remember. Was no, it, yeah, it was it Wolves? In the yeah. FA Cup. Yeah. Because he had um, – Keanu. Yeah, he ended him. up – because Lovren had to go out, and there was, a situ- there was a scenario where he came all the way off the back line in the midfield to make a tackle, and then they just took the space in behind him and took advantage of it. So the heat map, I saw it, and it was like, wow, this man's all over the place. But – as time moves on, we need to we need less Rain heat, in a bit. less heat on the map, a little look more concentrated heat. Although I think that was more of him just pushing forward, more doing his uh, Joel Matip thing, where he just get the ball from the middle and then, all right, I'm just gonna keep running. Y'all don't want to hey, stop me. None of our center backs have the passing range. I guess Van Dyke has the passing range, but none of them have the passing range and the shooting ability and the attacking mm-hmm. awareness that he has. So that's the thing, though, is like you take him out of the six and you lose a lot of that. Granted, we have, you know, Tiago around, Jordan Henderson's around, Jeannie Vine Alden's around. They can fill in and do a decent job. Um, but yeah, losing that out of him. It's like the same reason why I always argue why Trent should go to the midfield. Yes, I got it in there because we're just not <laughs> using all of his uh, potential. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've spent about enough time on this game. Anything else anybody want to say about uh, Liverpool one against Ajax? Horse red brush anybody? The red smoked Ajax in Amsterdam, and that's the headline, right? <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the game coming up at the weekend. Liverpool is going to be taking on Sheffield United. Well, it's going to be one of those games where – you're going to have to figure out who's going to be ready to go. So apparently Tiago is iffy coming into the game, but likely going to be available. Uh, Nabi Keita, he was more of a precaution for not uh, being a part of the trip, but he did not travel with Liverpool going to Ajax. So kind of looking ahead, first off, who the hell is going to be ready to play? Uh, I think, you know, I think Hendo will be fine because he only played one half, so he'll probably start. Um, hopefully, Tiago is ready to go. I don't know. I, you know, I was thinking about today. I'm like, when does Ox make his return? I don't even know what his timetable is at this point. Um, but, yeah, I think the only one that's probably off the table, well, probably Jeannie Milner. He's going to be looking for Nabby and Tiago if they're – if they're both good, if they're available, yeah, that's probably what it is. Alongside Hendo, I think you took the front. You saw that he took the front three off so that they would be ready to go. Um, and then I guess it depends on Joel Matip, but uh, it may just be Gomez and Fabinho again, and the same back four with Adrian. I don't. It's tough to say because even if Matip is healthy, does he? Like he played like one game and then got a, a little. It's thing. almost like there's no point in us picking a front 11 or picking a, a starting 11 because we don't need one know who's going to be healthy. And then two, I mean, at this point, you've got so many guys who've been in and out. I have a gut feeling we're going to see Divock Origi appear in this game. But yeah. <laughs> I don't, I think your front three starts because that's why you pulled him on 60. Um, I think Nabi Kata starts is why he left him at home. Um, I don't know how far along Tiago is. Joe Matip's back in training, but I don't like to David's point. I don't think you start him because you don't want to hurt him as soon as he's coming back. <laughs> you gotta and now let you're like, build some strength up. You only have two center backs, you know. I mean, I mean what's it been for Matip? Has he played in like five consecutive games? I mean, I know we, we had this conversation, yeah, yeah, yeah. Open, but other than two years ago when they won the Champion League and he had a long stretch since then. Has he had consistent stretch? 
Well, Gomez kind of stole year. the job, really, is what it was. Yeah, because Gomez like, he got was the healthy, job. but just sitting on the bench for a good long while. Yeah. Um, um he had a little run at the beginning of last season on the back of the form for Champions League, and then mm-hmm. got hurt. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, Gomez came in and like retook his job. Um, it's that it's that thing we do with our injured players where they get injured, and then someone comes in who was injured and was like, "Oh yeah, remember how boss I am." Um. But yeah, I mean, recently it's becoming more and more of a Dejan Lovren type of thing where you're only going to get six games and then he's going to get hurt. Um, he is one of our older center backs, I guess. What is he in his 30s now? He's 29. Okay, so he's getting there. Right there. He's getting there. Um, yeah, I I don't want to say he's like injury prone, but <laughs> it's hard to argue against that point because in the last couple of years, it seems like every time he really gets his, you know, his fitness up to full to full fitness and gets really going that he gets a nick or a knock and he's out. By the way, did you by any chance throw up in your mouth when I sent you that picture with Lovren and the baby come back lyrics? Oh yeah. I sent that. <laughs> I sent that to Scouse Matt and he was like, fuck no. Rather see Reese Williams play. <laughs> and I was like, it's a joke, man. It's a joke. I was like, Darius, <laughs> cue that up. That's what we're playing ourselves out to tonight. Oh, <laughs> baby come back. Baby come back. No, hey, no. I'm okay with baby that. I'm okay with that. So what do you think, <laughs> Andrew and Joel Matip? Is Joel Matip going in or are you so, staying with So here's the thing. So Joel Matip was in and out last season, but the season before he had the running games up into the final, which we won. Obviously, he was alongside Van Dyke. So he's a player. I'm okay with that. However, to your point, like, has I don't even remember the last time he played. So, again, the earlier point that I made about Shaq and Everton, of, he played against Everton. Yes. Did he really? <laughs> he yes, started, huh? he started and played the whole game against Everton. He played all 90. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. You no, know, uh, no, I agree with you, though. No, no, no. To Andrew's, no, to, to no, be fair uh, to Andrew, to be yeah. fair to Andrew, obviously, we were more focused on the Van Dyke Gomez. Yeah, yeah. I completely forgot that but that yes. was a thing. Yeah, he was the other center back. <laughs> Yeah, he was. Oh, that's uh, right. Duh. Anyway, yeah. my point being is that here's the thing. It doesn't really matter if he starts or he doesn't start because, because you know, that that's details. I, I don't really care about that because whether if he starts, then Fabinho's in the six, and then you swap, you take Matip out, put Thiago in, Fabinho drops back. Like, whatever. Who cares, right? But the thing is, my point that I'm trying to make is I'm not worried if he plays, Um, right? So, but in terms of the other starting 11, I don't know what the hell is going to happen. And that's what's kind of exciting is because years ago, like from, you know, you remember the, the, the road to Kiev, we, we could pick the starting 11. My mom could pick the starting 11. We, we knew what was going to happen, but for now we have no, with the games coming thick and fast and the year that we are in now and Van Dyke out and blah, 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 blah. We have no idea how we're going to play. There's people, you know, people have mentioned, should we do a four, two, three, one, this and yada, yada, who knows what we're going to do. And that's, what's kind of exciting. And maybe it could benefit us uh, down the road where managers are like, Oh shit, I don't know what Liverpool are going to do now. So, because, you know, there was talk of, you know, after the restart, you know, the way we performed and the way we lost a couple of games, you know, obviously that was mental because of the, you know, we basically won the league already, but there was talk of like, maybe teams have, had quote unquote found us out. Right. So I think that's kind of out the window now because I don't know how we're going to play. You know, Andrew, you know, Andrew, you know to your what I mean? point, 
to your point, it, it is kind of a, a testament to where Liverpool are right now. Like you look at the champions of Europe now, Bayern, what they did um, in their Champions League first game against Atleti. They didn't have Leroy Sané. They didn't have Serge Gnabry. But they then put in Kingsley Coleman, who bags a brace and has an assist on the right-hand side. So the fact that you have so many world-class players you can toss in, that's where Liverpool are at. So, I mean, yeah. it, it is yeah, really nice to yep. see. It's just, for us as fans, we're maybe not quite confidently there yeah. thinking if you everyone told me to be put, a world-class. Yeah, exactly. If you told me to put $5 down on a starting 11, I'd be, no, not at all. I'm never going <laughs> to, no, I can't do that. I, hell no. I don't know what the hell is going to happen. So that's that's kind of exciting from a, you know a selfish perspective, but it also runs my anxiety up the gamut because oh, I don't know what's going to happen, oh, right? God. So, so that, that that's the only anxious thing that I'll leave you with. So you need Jurgen Klopp to text you the starting lineup for you. Yeah, yeah, okay. that would be nice. That would be. I nice. think we can. So I way. think we can nail it down. Minus one center back, and you pick your midfield three for the but most Jordan, part. Yeah. Jordan Henderson's going to start. Uh, I don't see how he doesn't start. Genie Vinaldum again based on that performance yeah. and then uh yeah i think i think nabby katie gets to start otherwise i don't know why they left him back home you know what i mean um maybe he's not ready you know all, there's, there's things chiago what you know what their plan is there is good problem all this stuff. zero chance the front three doesn't start zero chance by the way Great. just um, yeah i know but intuition tells me that you take them off for 60 minutes you will then because you're thinking that you you want them to be fresh for the following game, but again, you're right. It doesn't that doesn't make sense either. Because then what? You're you're um, you're prioritizing the front three for the Denmark team. That makes no damn no. Sense. See, that's so, the thing. Um, exactly. So you're so. you're playing them against Sheffield, and then Denmark, you're going to see Jota, Minamino, Shaq, maybe Origi. So yeah. Yeah, the, the next game is this full strength and you can maybe tweak around with midget land coming up next, but, um, right. But, but, then, but then going forward though, in December, that's what concerns me okay, in terms of not, like what my there. point He's already thinking December. Yeah. Well, you see, you Andrew, see where the man lives. His people, mind is like people can get out. hurt. People could come back from injury in that time. Dude. Like you can't think know, about December. I know, <laughs> I, know I know, but my anxiety thinks yeah. about December, man. I can't, my body's <laughs> telling me no, but my mind is telling me yes. You know what I mean? Dude, it's, December, like we could have aliens by then. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, I mean, yes. Yeah, so let's let's be honest. That is a month we after the even. election. So, who so here's knows? here's my question. I can't even imagine what December looks like. Right. Um, Sheffield United, by the way, I just wanted to look because they haven't started very well. They are in the relegation yeah. zone. They only have yeah, one shit. point from their first five games, so they've been struggling. But are we going to see Rian? Do we I face off gonna... against Rian? That worries Do me. You man, start Rian he... to troll Liverpool. Yeah, because that worries me because he comes on and he does that bullshit cliche where you score against your old club and this and that. That worries me. I don't like that. That that's a bad taste. The storyline play in their last match and he looked lost. Now he didn't fit yet. They you know they're still figuring it out. They're not there yet. So I mean, do we see him? Probably at some point. But I'm not like terrified of it because I just he, he hasn't kind of found his way yet. I mean, but that whole team hasn't found their way yet. Exactly. It's, yeah, they're just playing like crap. So, um, I'm actually trying to pull up their fixtures right now so I can look at them. Um, yeah, they lost to Wolves two 0 They lost to Villa one 0 They lost to Leeds one 0 They lost to Arsenal two one, and they drew Fulham one one. Yeah, that was the game I watched, and so, I, I thought you know it's Fulham like. You know, last year, down last sure, year Sheffield so. were like a terrifying prospect. They're going to be very organized, counterattacking football, 
to a T. Um, are they suffering sophomore slump? Are they as scary as a prospect? We have them at home, which is, you know, no crowd, but still beneficial. And also, uh, they don't have the goalie anymore. He he's at Manchester. No, United Dean right Henderson now. is back with. Yeah, United. no. Yeah, yeah they but, went and but, got but, the Martinez kid from. Um, Emmy Martinez, yeah, from Arsenal. Yeah, no, or no, 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 he's at Villa. He's, oh, at, Villa. he's at Villa. No. Oh no, he, no. All right, so who who did they get? Because I recognized his name. Oh god, this is gonna bug me now. Got me now. <laughs> Aaron Ramsdale from Bournemouth. Mm, oh, that's what. It who, was. by the way. I don't know if I was watching a lot of Bournemouth at the end because I was interested in whether they're going to get relegated. We could sign some of their players. He has a few howlers in him. Yeah, uh, he, yeah he has a few. He's a young English goalkeeper, so uh, there's a lot of expectation and hype put on Please. that. But but he's been <laughs> he's not been very impressive. Um, so in that regard, I mean, like this is actually a juicy opportunity on the back of IX for us to click the gear up a little more especially with midget land on the other side of that for the for the b team to kind of sink their teeth into um and i'm getting excited uh, fuck what andrew has to say i'm excited i'm are oh, you excited I'm, looking forward I'm to it. optimistic <laughs> get out of here with that shit i fuck what andrew has to say <laughs> i didn't say anything Jake. what negative shit uh, did i say uh, i don't, I don't know something about december and I, it just blew no, my mind yeah, no, no, december <laughs> in terms of rotation and stuff it got me a little worried yeah but. yeah you're thinking, uh, yeah, the fact that you're thinking two months in, in advance. Like, dude, I yeah, know. man, let's it's get anxiety, there first. Let's make sure that, <laughs> let's get there first. Let's take it one week at a time. That's it. No, let's but make just, sure the polar axis of the planet hasn't flipped by then. You we know? haven't yeah, had any the Transformers are coming. Yeah. Scrolling through their season and looking at their squad a little bit, I was a little worried about this one because, like, you know, proper English footballing side with the English mentality. Van Dyke's out. There's an opportunity here, lads. Let's get them all off their off kilter and off edge. But they haven't even figured their own selves out yet to be thinking about exploiting someone else's shortcomings. Uh, yeah, they have a lot of issues to work out. Namely that they haven't really been scoring goals. And maybe they do have to start Rian Brewster because of that. But, I mean, our lads know Rian Brewster probably just as well as he knows our lads and I would, you know, given that he couldn't break into the first team back our lads over over him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Good point, Jordan. <laughs> All right, guys, let's wrap it up. Score prediction <laughs> against Sheffield United. David, we'll start with you. Uh three one to Liverpool, and it's Rian Brewster getting his cliche <laughs> goal as he subs on. But it doesn't matter because we're up three 0 at the time. <laughs> like it. I like that. Or- uh, so I like, I, I'm going to take what David said. I, I fancy, I fancied a three nil, but now I fancy a three one. And actually what happens is, is Rian Brewster gets subbed on. Adrian has a goal kick and Rian Brewster's looking around like, wait, what am I supposed to do? And Adrian just kicks it off his head and it goes into the goal. And that's how he scores his cliche. I think you're going to notice a theme with these scores. Okay. Go ahead. Andrew. Um, God, I, I mean, I want it to be six nil, um, obviously, but I, I think I, I think I'm going to be a little different, and I'm hoping for two one, and I think this, oh, shit, I, I think it'll be a little bit more cagey than we, than than I my blood pressure is willing to take. You you ever see the movie Inception, Tom Holland? You mustn't be afraid to dream a little bit bigger. Like yeah, but don't, yeah, don't but- be afraid, man. I know, but this is, this is, this is, it's just a weekend. It's a three o'clock. I don't know, man. I don't, I just, now you got me all worried. Shit. <laughs> okay. You already got me all worried. He was like, fuck Andrew has to say it. I'm like, oh shit, what do I say? Well, that's why he says that. That's why he says that. 
So All two right, one anyway, Andrew I'm, Darius. Give yeah, I'm thinking picture. it's going to be a three one. Um, I'm thinking Adrian gives up his goal to Ryan Brewster um, in a reverse Dean Henderson type. It's going to be a, a three nil lead, and then right through the hands, right through the five hole. And it's just that's the like, thing, oh, right? Where to go? Oh. That just feels so real already, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, we uh, know it's happening. It's like no, it's, it's like it's like a it's not even a good shot. It's, well, it's, it's like a crap shot outside it, the box and then he just yards goes out. to clear it but then misses the clearance and it rolls <laughs> into the net oh uh, we're shit this is our starting goalkeeper that we're talking horse about with a paintbrush. i feel bad uh, i feel bad yeah for, like, horse with a paintbrush you're like right this. no but you know it's funny it's not even at this point in time it's not even a question of if he will make a mistake it is a question of when it happens and how is it punished fully or is it not like that's the but only jordan, question jordan yeah listen you got to remember adrian he's saves when he wants yeah <laughs> that's yes. it when, he, that when he's true. asked to save he'll do it yeah my, I mean, he my made only, a few key yeah. saves today he my only question is well, when adron makes his mistake how funny is it to us yes i no, think this one will be funny no, it's fu- funny. if we're up three nil, no. it's hilarious. Yes. If we're if it's nil sure. nil, it's disturbing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Nil nil, then it's it's Aston Villa nightmares, and then I'm like shit in my pants. Precise. Yeah, it's all just PTSD coming back. But yeah. Yeah, that's the that's exactly <sighs> what I was looking for. Thank you. All right. Well, Liverpool three points in for the Champions League got the win off the own goal uh, against Ajax, and looking forward to this game against Sheffield. Let's see if we can get this down right. I'm Darius. I'm Jordan. David. Damn. (laughs) Hi, guys. My name is Andrew. Nice to meet you. All right, guys. (laughs) Up the Reds. We'll get it right eventually. See you next time.